hey, this is another time to get together and talk about the things that are important to me that's also important to you. It's Table Talk Tuesday. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Deb, and I'm coming back for round two. Round two on anxiety, panic attacks, and depression. Now, this is a topic that's very important to me, and I know that it's a topic that may be important to you, and I want to finish off where I left off at um, from part one. Part one, we discuss uh, panic attacks, anxiety, and depression, and I went into some of the definition of it or the description of it. I also gave you a testimony of my own struggles with um, panic attacks and anxiety. And I want to encourage you today to uh, really seek out, you know, help if you're going through depression, if you're going through anxiety, and if you're going through panic attacks. And know that there's nothing wrong with you, but, you know, there may be situations in your life that's causing uh, this to happen to you mentally. But I want to give you encouragement today. And so today I'm going to come at you with um, Elijah because I feel that there is spiritual uh, a spiritual reverence and a presence behind you know attacks and the great thing is is that over the weekend I was watching this um, uh, pastor talk about spiritual warfare and talk about the armor of God and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that too today but what blessed me uh with watching this sermon um on Sunday was the fact that he talked about that you know things that are what the devil uses his his devices are nothing new and I don't want to go into too much depth about this type of attack but you know some things do come by way of spiritual attack but I want to encourage you to know that it's okay if you're going through something mentally and that just as much as our physical bodies are important our spiritual and our mental health is definitely important and so I want to come at you not at you but I want to you know have a discussion about my good friend, the prophet Elijah. Well, he's not my friend, but hey, I feel like I'm friends with the people in the word of God because I studied it so much and I can connect with some of the things that they went through in the word. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to learn of the word and be able to connect uh, the things of God the things that happen in the word of God to apply to our lives because it's nothing new to God. Nothing is nothing new. Nothing is new to him. Everything that we're going through nine times out of 10, it is mentioned in the word of God. And that's why I love the word. So the scripture is for um, first Kings 19, one through eight. And basically Elijah, um, he was a prophet and he was being put, he um, had to deal with wanting to please God and in his wanting to please God, he was called by God and he did what God asked him to do. And as a result of that, uh, people wanted to kill him, especially, um, Jezebel wanted to kill him. 
So I want to read first the scripture so that you can be able to understand how does Elijah fit into this circle of panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. And when we think about Elijah, we think about uh, what he had to go through and how the what his lifestyle was like was he had been sleeping a lot. And, you know, some people people can identify that has um, been through a lot of trauma or not feeling like themselves. Most times they want to sleep a lot. Um, some of those are signs of depression. That could be a sign of depression. All right, I'm going to read it, though. I'm going to read the scripture. And I just want to show you how you can apply the Bible to and you can apply the scriptures to what you're going through and know that you're not alone and going through it all right so it is first kings chapter 19 and i'm going to read uh believe i'll read to uh verse 14 only because i want to show you how elijah was trying to show god that he is very faithful and diligent and wanting to please God, but he don't understand why they want to kill him. All right. So it says, um, 19 says, uh, verse one, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel what Elijah had done and that he had slaughtered the prophets of ba Baal and Baal are the prophets. They served, uh, the devil, or they served demons or they served, um, idols, they idol worship. All right. Um, Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May God, may the gods who kill me, if by the time tomorrow I have failed to take your life like those whom you killed. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the desert, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. So the first thing is, okay, he got that death threat and it wasn't pleasing. He was scared. He was upset. So he left. He um, ran into the desert and he was praying to God that he wanted to die. And we know that, you know, uh, some types of trauma or situations may come into our lives that may trigger us that we don't want to live anymore, right? Uh, and and you have people who committed suicide, and I don't take committing suicide or wanting to lightly at all because it's serious. And we have to get to the bottom line of why this is happening, why is this taking place? And what can we do to help our friends, help our family, or if we're thinking about committing suicide, help, get help, and find out the sole reasoning for this happening. All right, so it says, so it says he, he sat down on a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. So he's praying. This is this is Elijah's prayer. We talking about a prophet of God. And good thing that there is a blessing on the end of this that you're gonna see. 
because that's what we have to realize and we have to see when we go through panic and anxiety and depression that there is a blessing on the end of it but we got to see it through we got to see it through in order to see the blessing and not give in to what our desires is listen to Elijah's desires he said lord i'm tired of this i i want you to kill me because i don't want to live i don't want to go through this anymore they want my head all right because of doing good and a lot of us are doing good a lot of us do things that we supposed to do and still trouble comes to us but god has an ultimate plan all right it says then he lay down i'm in verse five then he lay down and slept under the broom tree but he was sleeping but as he was sleeping an angel touched him and told him get up and eat he looked around and saw some bread baked on hot stones in a jar of, of water. So he ate and drank and laid back down again. So you see the pattern is starting to happen. He's starting to want not want to do anything. He's starting to just want to sleep. All right. And then it says, verse 7, Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more, for there is a long journey ahead of you. Elijah had a work to do. We got work to do. I had to realize when I was going through the panic attacks and um, and anxiety uh, that I have a work to do despite of. And at that time that I was going through my panic attacks, I was putting on a conference. Um, the first Hurt the Victory conference, I was, God had given me the vision to put together this call, conference called Hurt to Victory because of what I went through and because of um, me seeing that we're missing uh, retreats and conferences. I I grew up going to retreats and conferences. That's where my I learned more about God because of going to these conferences and this was what was missing. And so I developed and, and planned to do a retreat. And in the midst of me planning the first retreat, Hurt the Victory Conference, I was going through the panic attacks, but I knew that I had a work to do. All right. And so Elijah had a work to do and the angel reminded him that you got a work to do. Get up. And so it says, so he got up and ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. All right, then it says, the Lord begins to speak to Elijah in the next verse. He said, but the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replied, verse 10, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, for the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm alone. I'm I'm alone. I alone am left. So he's the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. Alright. So God said. Go out and stand before me on the mountain. The Lord told him. And Elijah stood there. And the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast. That the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the second, the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice said, 
What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. I'm in verse 14. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I alone am left. And now there are they are trying to kill me. Two. Then the Lord said to him, Go back to the way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazel, Hazel, Hazel to be king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, son of Nemeshai, to be king of Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel, Malihah, Maholah, to replace you as my prophet. Anyone who escapes from Hazel's will be killed by Jehu. And those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed to Baal or kissed them. So Elijah had to do a work and anoint new prophet. And a new prophet was Elisha, who was going to um, go forward. And what I want you to know is, is that in this reading is that God has a plan for you. And his plan may be to help someone else get to the next point. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm talking about depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. Because I want to help you get to the point where you understand that God loves you. And that there is a solution to all of this. And I want to give you some facts and some tips to help you get through anxiety. Now, remember the part one, I spoke about Dr. Archibald D. Hart, and he wrote a book, A Proven Method for Dealing with Worry, Stress, and Panic Attacks, The Anxiety Cure. But first, I want to just, before I go into what Dr. Archibald um, Hart has to say about panic attacks and anxiety, is that Elijah had a work to do. And when we look at Elijah's story, the part about depression is the fact that he slept. He did not want to live because he had did everything right, but he was tired of doing everything right. And we get tired sometimes, but God has a plan. And as you can see, God revealed himself and he showed up as a whisper. Now, God made the earthquake and he made the wind blow and the mountain move. But God, when he speak. Sometimes he speaks as a roaring, rushing, rushing, roaring waters, like a waterfall. And then sometimes he's speaking and he whispers and he lets you know that he is with you. And so I know I needed God to speak to me um, during my time and my season of going through panic attacks. Because again, my panic attacks happened in a, in, at nighttime while I was sleeping. But I want you to be encouraged. And so I want you to know that God is with you and you have a work to do. And that the anxiety, depression, and panic attacks, they don't last. They don't last. One of the ways that you, that well, that I've known um, that it was just a panic attack as opposed to a heart attack or some other type of um, health-wise, some type of health issue going on with me is that panic attacks, they don't last the heart beats really fast 
Uh, you may get jitters, the things that I was getting, but it goes away. And I'm going to tell you some of the tips that I've used to help me uh, get through my panic attacks uh, so that I can help you. But first, I want to read to you what um, Dr. Archibald D. Hart says about how to prevent panic attacks. All right. From his book. All right. So he says. What can prevent a panic attack? Good preparation. That's what it says. After a stressful situation, allow yourself plenty of time to unwind. And I had to do that for myself. All right, it says, and do your unwinding slowly. So in other words, avoid a sudden drop in adrenaline. All right, for instance, when you first get home from work, don't go and crash in front of the TV, but kind of uh, take a little walk. Enjoy a slow wind down. All right, smell the flowers. That's what he says. It says, attend to unfinished business in your thinking. I love that. Think about that, you guys. Attend to unfinished business in your thinking. I had to realize that the things that were going on throughout the day, I was so busy doing stuff throughout the day that I didn't attend to unfinished thinking, unfinished business in my thinking. And so that allowed me to continue at nighttime when it's time for me to rest. My adrenaline was still going. My mind was still going. And so, you know, when you're sleeping, your brain is still working and still activated. But I didn't get a chance to unwind and really get unfinished thinking out of my unfinished business of my thinking out of my head. So if somebody upset me or if I was upset about a situation, not knowing, I went to bed with that. But I had to learn how to unwind, relax, do something relaxing, pray, maybe listen to gospel music, something that will help me to unwind. All right, and then Dr. Hart says this. Do a mental wash and clean out any unresolved resentment, anger, or disappointments. Let go of stuff that is not really your responsibility. I had to do that. Let go of things that's not really my responsibility. Somebody hurt me, okay, I'll have to deal with that, and I'll deal with that with the father. But it's their responsibility to apologize. It's my responsibility to forgive. And I had to learn that. All right, so that's what I want you to do. I want you to unwind slowly. And these are things you can do, you know, starting today. All right, so I'm going to take a brief break, and then we're going to be right back. And I'm going to finish up talking about panic attacks, the anxiety cure, panic attacks, and what we need to do to move forward. Okay, I'm back. So, again, we were talking about, um, so I was telling you about the panic and anxiety and depression and what ways you can um, get be prepared for um, any type of panic attacks or anxiety. Uh, with depression, um, there's not too much is little to nothing really you can do to prepare because depression can come at any uh state of your life or any format of your life but i want to encourage you um as the last little part of this is to give you some tips and give you some um encouragement of what 
I did to help me to get through some of um, the heaviest situations that I've been. Um, and you guys already know, especially go after going through such a um, traumatic divorce for me. Uh, so one of the tips that I have that, again, I'm not a psychologist and neither am I a psychiatrist or I'm licensed. However, I am an educator and I believe that knowledge is definitely power. And I want to just share my testimony and share my knowledge with you in hopes that it will help you get through some of your um, situations so that you can come out and do whatever the will of God is for your life or whatever you need to do to impact your life, to have a whole and healthy life. So one thing that I did was first I had to realize that uh, my panic attacks were was coming from an actual, my situation and me not, uh, really not taking the time out to gather my thoughts to take hold of my thoughts and again panic attacks could come at any time you could be uh in a restaurant eating and then all of a sudden you have a panic attack you can be at school you can be anywhere and it happens but again my panic attacks was coming and the the attacks was coming to me because of it was coming at me because at night time so my panic was to, attacks was coming at night. So what I did was I had to realize that, first of all, I need to take hold and understand what panic attacks are and uh, the symptoms of panic, anxiety, and the symptoms of depression. So I educated myself. And then the second thing I did was I have a heart uh, monitor on my phone. It's an app. And what I do is I monitor the beats of my heart. And so in the middle of the night, when I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would use the heart monitor to see where my heart rate was. And so I wanted to make sure that I didn't have heart disease or anything like that. So I took stress tests. I took a stress test. I went to a cardiologist and I took a stress test. And we talked about the beats of, of the heart. And we talked about, you know, irregular heartbeats and things like that. So I did take the stress test and everything came back normal. But then I realized that, okay, my heart is normal. Um, there's nothing wrong. There's no heart disease or anything like that. So I had to um, realize that when a panic attack occur, how fast is my heart beating? So I'll give you an example. One night, my heart was beating at 133 beats per minute. And... I woke up with my heart beating like that, so I used the app, and the it showed 133. Well, when I'm exercising during the daytime, or if somebody, if I was startled by somebody, it can go up to 133. And I knew that, okay, if my heart can do that and exercising, and I'm not hurting it at all or anything, then I had to uh, adapt my mind into thinking that, when I have a panic attack that I know that it's nothing, there's nothing going on, there's nothing wrong. And what, by using the app, I realized that my heart is beating at 133. All I need to do is calm down and it'll go down. It'll slow down. Um, and sometimes it will go a little higher than that. 
But the stress test helped me to realize that my heart rate can go anywhere from uh, regular normal 60, 60 to 100 is normal. And anything after that, 100 on, um, is because of exercise or whatever activity that I'm doing. So if my heart rate, when I did the stress test, my heart rate rate went up to all the way to 175, something like that, 175. And that's when I began to be out of breath. So I knew that if I was having a panic attack or something was wrong, my heart rate could go all the way up to 175. So I, I began to change my mindset on how I looked at these panic attacks and how I looked at my my vessel and knew that and I always pray always pray when I had um, a panic attack I always prayed and asked God's protection and that I knew that he had me and so I want you to know that um, you know prayer is a very effective it's powerful to have and it's a great weapon to combat um, any type of um mental things that you may be going through and even depression you have somebody to pray with you pray for you so I've had people pray for me pray with me um I also uh use music worship praise and worship music uh music that gets me happy and a happy mood uh doing something that I love to do I love being around my family so I had to think of ways to help my situation so that I can get better and have a different mindset so I hope that these two parts this part two-part series on anxiety panic and anxiety and panic attacks and depression help you to know that you're not alone and we all go through something at one time or another, but the outcome is to get out of it and to know that you're not alone and that you have support. So if, if there's anyone out there that needs to talk, um, you know, I'm open to talking and then you have the crisis center. They're open to talking and helping you uh, just to get through your situation. Um, so I thank you for just allowing me to share. And again, this topic was so important to me and I just wanted to share it with you guys. And I thank you so much for tuning in every Tuesday to listen to Table Talk Tuesday. I really want to be able to have you on the show. So if you're a listener, please reach out to me. Reach out and talk with me have you on the show and I would like to interview you if you have something going on you have a book out you're doing an event or you just want to say what's up to my listeners I want to support you so please email me at dasedu podcast at gmail.com that's dasedu podcast at gmail.com to um, get information on how you can be interviewed so that we want to help one another and help out um, those who want the help. Then another announcement that I have is, guess what? Turning Treasure to Success, I am doing 
uh, meet the author events and I want you to come I want you to be a part of this event so what I want you to do is go and purchase the book you have to purchase the book I want you to purchase the book read the devotions and get ready for April I haven't released the date yet but April will begin the meet the authors event and I want to be able to talk with you laugh with you it's going to be more than just talking about my book but it's going to be some great activities going on and I'm going to have guest speakers as well Uh, and it's going to be a fun time to be able to connect with me and I connect with you all right and if you want to know more information about meet the author event please visit my facebook page d-a-s-e-d-u uh the number seven that's facebook.com slash d-a-s-e-d-u the number seven all right and like i said thanks for tuning in we have almost a thousand listeners and i thank you for your support please continue to support please rate the podcast if this podcast show has helped you or any of the episodes please rate the podcast um, shows that would be excellent so you can go to itunes and rate the podcast you can go to google or stitcher whatever podcast app you use please rate this podcast so i want to thank you for your time and i look forward to talking to you again next tuesday table talk tuesday all right talk to you later